Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall, just a bunch of people in togas promoting... Promoking. Promoking. <laughs> Provoking. <laughs> Just a bunch of people in togas promoting a fake religion. We'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like screaming numbers and we're a church, not a cult. <laughs> I'm Kalina McCordoff and I am joined by Stu Derricotic in Vancouver. Seven! Fourteen! <laughs> on Sideman in Prince Rupert. Come on, lobster! Come on, lobster! <laughs> <laughs> and Trevor Record, also in Vancouver. I am animal! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're reviewing episode 12 of season 4, which Hans proclaims uh, aired sometime in February 1994. Uh, uh, it's actually Wikipedical proclaims. <sighs> so let's kick off with our sketch rundown. We have got Lucky Lobster as our cold open where Dave shares his lucky lobster, ruining Kevin's chances of promotion. We've got Bruce in the breakup, uh, proving there's a fine line between nice guy and loser. And stalker. Weirdly prescient, frankly. <laughs> yes. Tuck it in. The Sudelmans uh, bully Bruce into tucking in his shirt. Drives uh, me crazy uh, that that's not a shirt that should be tucked in. I know. Yeah, it's gross. I know. It's clearly an overshirt. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Ted's church are the very bright lights. Um, Dave starts a cult fueled by... Craft dinner, apparently. <laughs> and Mazda Miata ad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the break-in, where Kevin is a self-deprecating cop who shoots first and asks questions later. Uh, wow. That was, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Gotta send another innocent woman to the guest chamber. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. Canada! <laughs> the Hangover! Bruce does a Dr. Seuss rendition of a 12-day-long hangover. Um, and we finish off with uh, AT and Love, the wild man sketch where Danny Husk has lost his business edge. Uh, Kevin has a nose ring and a hockey stick brings back terrible childhood memories. Um, well, I mean, I was actually surprised. So, I mean, a uh, little behind the scenes information for our few listeners is <laughs> that uh, we lost a bunch of our audio. So we're having to come back and re-record all of this. And I don't remember half of these, but some of them are real bangers. I'm like, some really of them are real bangers. I remember recording this before because Hans kept going, mom, 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 dad, 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 I am animal. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a thing I would do. Yeah. Like podcast aside. Yeah. He gets a bat in his hands. He's ready for anything. <laughs> We're not going to be talking about that in a segment, but I mean, there's one point to, to bring up when they're sitting around that fire. Who is the guy who's shirtless and just waggling his tongue? I feel like uh, he really salamander. committed to the part. <laughs> yeah, that's Salamander. That's Salamander. Do you know nothing? Salamander? Tell me. <laughs> Remind it's, me. It, it's Salamander. That was the whole bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's not more to it than that. I, I don't recognize the actor at all, if that's what you're asking. No, it's, a, it's an outside Like, he didn't guy. come up, but he's not been in any other segments, has he? I can remember. Ooh. Just some fucking Canadian skid, man. Just some fucking Ripping guy around that really committed to the part. All right. Yeah. So, from, like, weird culty vibes around a fire, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about cops. <laughs> cops. <laughs> because, wow, Kevin's, Kevin's cop presentation uh, was... Wow, it was it was it was great. 
uh, <laughs> especially compared to the duo of cops that we get in other segments and and given just the political climate now which they could mm. not have foreseen why does something discuss. weird happen yeah. <laughs> no start us off Stu. <laughs> uh well a bit of a tangent for this one but like i like the cop presentation is so good and i feel like this episode had a lot of our kids really in their element like bruce's monologue about the hangover is bruce at his best yeah and it's like it's to me it's very clearly highlighted by how he's not great in the agent sketch or like what do you call them the yeah the pseudomans the pseudomans like it, i was watching that i'm like oh you didn't write this script because you're very awkward with it but like in the monologue <laughs> that, that feels like bruce through and through and like the church of the very bright lights feels extremely dave oh yeah um so it's like yeah he's dave's in his element bruce is in his element and to me this is like this is kevin really shining he mm-hmm. is self-deprecating but in a way that really works it's like not too self-loathing and also i think it helps that it is an external target like you know the police the man yeah <laughs> um i love it i thought this is one of the best kevin performances we've ever had oink oink big coming through big coming through <laughs> Kev- Kevin is a kid that you can tell got bullied at some point, and he's got a Kevin, chip on his shoulder. Kevin gets bullied against... in this group. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's got a chip on his shoulder against any authority figure, so of course he hates cops, and he, he's really ahead of his time for telling us what is um, true about cops. That cool. They are bullies. Yes. I had a thought, question for the kids. Um, does this show hate cops? Because we talked about how it's kind of punk, kind of DIY. You know, punk and ACAB go hand in hand. You know is what, though? Kit inherently anti-authoritarian? I'm going to say no what? to kind of like both roll into what you and Trevor said, because Trevor, I think you're wrong. I, I wouldn't take Kevin to be sort of like the cop hating type. I would say out of that whole troop, you would expect Kevin would have been the rule follower mm, out yeah. of the group. Like if he got bullied, like it might have been kids at school, but like re- would not have expected he would have been like a Bruce type kind of running into the problems with the law. Yeah, Kevin um, was bullied by his peers, not by yeah. the, the man. No, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on that. But <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna say that I, d- I don't know, like I, I would say like I wouldn't expect they'd like love cops or authority because even with their the cop segments which we all hate it's always always tongue-in-cheek nothing's referential to like how great are the rcmp yeah oh god well and there was also that one bit where um uh like someone basically rats out the cops for like oh hey that guy like tried to sell me weed and then gets like arrested by the cops for trying to buy like they you know they've they they clearly don't have any love for the cops other than you know as a that delivery well, but even even the like sketches right the recurring cops sketch they do is satirical yeah. right like oh and it's definitely yeah. i mean oh that's, how does a guy get a nice duck like that like they always portray <laughs> I, I love that kind of, like how do you, dumb. on a cop's like found it <laughs> yeah exactly um you know i don't know i think like that's that's what i liked about this sketch is it felt like it was it was um Whereas in all of the other cop spits, like I think they ha- I think they do have that anti-authoritarian kind of vibe to them, but they always couch it in kind of uh, a like haha, like sanitized for it's a little you know, more cutesy CBS or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For for whatever reason, uh, they decided to fully take the gloves off and just go full like a cab for one sketch. And I love that and, it's Kevin who takes and it if, there, if, of right? all like, people, yeah, like Bruce, Kevin is the last yeah. person. Well, this yeah. is interesting. I, I feel like we talk a lot about. What what is the Canadian identity on this show? And like, how is Kit the reflection of that? 
And I think this is an interesting one that there, you know, there is a little bit of like, yeah, fuck the man, don't do this stuff. But a big part of the Canadian identity to me is, you know, the peace, order, and good government. Like, we love yeah. us some authority. And so uh, I feel like it's well, always I mean, that balance between like, oh, you got to be polite and you got to get along and you got to have rules and structure, but also like, fuck you, I wanted to smoke weed. Badass yeah, and but cowardly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, the other thing too is it's like, uh, this is like, you know, 94 and, and that's, you know, that's a little bit past the kind of Rodney King and all that stuff down in the States, but it's not like... It's not, uh, you know, there was still a bunch of kind of anti-cop set, like sentiment mm-hmm. around that kind of early 90s time and stuff. But but you're right. In Canada, I don't think we ever quite had that same moment that they had in the States, right? Because yeah. because of exactly that. Like, we always had our national myth around, like, the, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and the yeah. defenders of, of good people in Canada. Did and you yada, know yada, that yada, the right? uh, Underground Railway went to Canada because we're bastions of peace and freedom? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't exactly. have so we never we never quite had that so for them to really go gloves out on on like you know the cops i think is i think is maybe a little bit of them playing to that american audience a little bit or maybe being a little bit americanized oh, maybe. down in the states well, I, maybe I, but like that's why it felt surprising too is yeah. it just it does it is not a canadian thing to or at least certainly not for that time to have done that and that makes me love it even more anyway and big ups for kevin for being the one who goes there yeah yeah oink, <laughs> I, it also that sketch. Another reason I loved it just was because it it did feel so relevant today. And some some stuff, you know, it can be funny, but it doesn't feel like present. That one definitely. Yeah, did. some of the stuff um, did it a little. Yeah, but the other um, we're not talking about it just now. But the um the the fine line in between was another sketch from this episode that felt like extremely relevant in the present day of that like oh, nice yeah. guy to loser to stalker. It's like yeah, this is this episode had a good couple of moments of of. Uh, you know, things from 1994 being extremely relevant in 2022. 1994. Anyway, I know I called bullshit on Trevor, but I want to hear more from you. <laughs> well, I don't know. I got shut down. Now I'm silent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I feel like maybe there's like an oscillating sine wave to like people's feelings about different things, including cops, because, um, you, you know, like we were watching a bunch of old episodes of the Simpsons from the early nineties too, during the pandemic. And I noticed there's a lot of stuff that's a lot more cutting about cops in the Simpsons as well. And I think maybe like by the mid to late nineties and then, uh, after the nine 11 attacks, people were kind of given a lot of pro cop TV shows. And then like when a bunch of, I mean, police, but mostly firefighters, um, died at 9-11 it was sort of like there was this um high water mark for like it's unpatriotic and bad to say things that are not nice about people that work in the police and other emergency services so i i mean there was also a huge movement around that time in media to be like not only do we need cops we need like cops who do not respect rule of law like people love 24 where Jack Bauer just straight up oh, tortures yeah. people. Yeah. Like a <laughs> yeah. lot. Like a lot he tortures people. <laughs> like like every episode. Even when yeah. you kind of look at like the alternative media out there, like comic books, the stuff that was popular is shit like The Punisher, who is basically like a guy yeah. that murders people because the police have too many rules in place, you know? <laughs> <laughs> About not murdering yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. So... 
I mean, that, that is the funny thing about... Oh, so, no. like, so the the message... I want to know the funny thing. The message that like started becoming more present started to be, oh, the problem with the police is that they have too many controls rather than yeah. <laughs> that they're inherently corrupt. You know, the real issue is that people have too many rights. Yeah. yeah, and like the way that this sketch escalates is just like, I think I looked away for one second to write something down, and then all of a sudden I heard a gunshot, and I was like, what the fuck? And you then yeah. all of a sudden Mark is on the ground, and you're like, and he's like, whoop, shoot first, ask questions later, and you just put your hand over your mouth, and you're like, my god, this is, so, it was just real on the nose, and I, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. you know, it, um, I feel like the first time I remember in like Canadian culture really like having sort of the police uh, brutality kind of come to the fore. Do you remember when uh, a YVR, that uh, that guy got tasered? Oh, yeah. And that he was died. a whole thing. He died. Yeah, man. That was just a taser, not even guns. It's, it's well, crazy. it turns it's... out when your body runs on electricity, it's not super great to shoot a bunch of it into somebody when they're that old. That is so interesting, like, moving here and, like, cops don't carry guns. It's yeah. very bizarre, like, even to come home to Canada where I, you know, you're always under the impression that they're, like, always were far less intense than than american police but you're like nope you know that might have been one of the first times when like i started realizing there were people i knew that had very different ideas about like what was an appropriate use of force because there were a couple people i knew that definitely were like that guy was resisting and he got what he deserved oh my god and it was like a very confused man that was murdered because he didn't understand like speak english and understand what's happening yeah didn't speak english (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean uh when i i remember when we first watched this uh sketch uh what you know before our recording got lost we uh it was like right around the time that there was that brianna taylor thing in in um like with Louisville, Kentucky, I want to say. Um, and it was like, I was just like, oh, this is like the most possibly relevant sketch uh, I've I've watched in ages. And especially the like, shoot first, ask questions later. Oh, I'll have to just cover my tracks, make it look like what the wife did it, send another innocent person to the gas chamber. And it was just like, oh, geez. Like, uh, yeah, just extremely relevant, um, which, it is, which is extremely sad considering it's been almost 30 years. Uh, the more things change. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to bad hangover. This is a comedy podcast, right? Comedy, right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. My bad. Yes. So, um, we were talking. Or, or Stu, you pointed out that um, Bruce is really in his element with this monologue, um, where we get his day by day outline of a twelve day long hangover, which is both so worrying and so delightful. <laughs> um, I thought maybe we could just sort of rumble through what we liked about this highlight any bits of the of the 12 days that you found particularly poignant or that resonated with you for your own multi-day hangovers because i'm sure i'm not the only one that's happened to discuss. i've never i've never had a drink in my life <laughs> i am pure as the driven snow <laughs> the snowflake that becomes the blizzard yeah that's the one i am alcohol at this point <laughs> Trevor, have you ever had a multi-day hangover and did any of this grip you? He's dead. He's dead. Well, he's <laughs> day 12 of his hangover. So. Yeah, it's happening <laughs> he's right busy now. screaming numbers. Yeah. Uh, I've never had a multi-day hangover. What? Uh, and I've only wow. thrown up from booze once and it was the morning after. I woke up and I tried to eat pizza and then I went... Bleh. 
and, and lost it. Sorry, I, I was muted there. Um, I think I've had multi-day hangovers in the sense that, like, two days, three days later, like, I still felt sore for dumb things I had done. Not that I was still oh. dehydrated. <laughs> but, you know, like, we like, are trying to climb up things and you fall down. Innards. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> bruises. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you had multi-day hangovers? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My... I, I, I definitely have, yeah. I, I... There, was, there was one... Go ahead. Go ahead, Kalina. I um, specifically remember the first multi-day hangover I had. You know, this was even when I had, like, a pretty fresh liver in 11th grade. <laughs> Juicy. And, and, and I went to the grad party um, and decided that I was going to be drinking straight Malibu. Oh, but boy. Then, but then when I got home, I chugged a bunch of grapefruit juice, and for some reason I thought, like, vitamins, instead of thinking, like, oh, my God, when I puke, this is going to, like, scar my innards, just oh the acidic boy. nature of this. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I proceeded for the next three days to vomit up the most uh, acidic tropical juice uh, you could imagine, <laughs> and it, it was it was horrible. I, I don't really remember uh i may have entered a different plane of existence i definitely played screaming numbers at some point yeah. but my god i want to i want to make a cocktail that's just malibu and grapefruit juice and call it the rat queen's bile <laughs> <laughs> i challenge you to sell at least three mm-hmm. <laughs> with a with a name like I that i feel like the rat right, queen's bile has to look disgusting but actually tastes sort of good like have a bit of foam on the top yeah, that's fair. <laughs> what, what, do you want a baby bird, the rat queen bile or something? like? What? You know, the fact that I just heard the term baby bird, the rat queen bile is like <laughs> such a loose grip on reality at the best of times. <laughs> like... Oh my God. The, the only like multi-day hangover I can really recall was I, uh, I went to a friend's uh, birthday party dinner. It was supposed to be a birthday party dinner, but it was his 30th birthday and so he'd had 3 weeks of birthday parties and mm-hmm. I had missed the 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 first two because I'd been out of town and so I was showing up to the third weekend of his 30th birthday uh extravaganza. Anyways, I show up to this dinner. It's supposed to just be like getting together for dinner. I had planned to have a a quick night of dinner and a couple drinks and then go home. Uh, because I had a brunch to go to the next morning, but then nobody showed up to his dinner and he got very sad uh-huh. and then halfway through dinner just decided that it was now going to be a pub crawl of just he and I and I didn't have the heart to like <laughs> no. abandon him. And so I just like pulled up my big boy pants and decided to go along with him. Um, but it, it turned into quite the night uh, and we, it finished off at like three or four in the morning drinking whiskey in his in his like basement apartment on Nanaimo Street in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. And then I, I set an alarm I figured out how long it would take me to get on the bus to brunch the next morning, and I set an alarm at exactly the right time so I could wake up and make it to that brunch, and I, I woke up to my alarm. It was like six hours later or something, and That's a fair one of my of eyes... Uh, yeah, but one of my eyes wouldn't open, <laughs> uh, and like I was just... I was probably still a little bit drunk, but I was I was haggard, and I stumble onto this bus. I fall asleep. I managed to like wake up just in time to like get off the bus and get to this brunch. I walk in, and all of my friends just kind of go, whoa, because I look just, I look like shit. And uh, even the the server that comes up to serve us is like, oh boy, man, like, are you okay? Can I help you? And I, I was like, I just need a Caesar, like, stat. And he's like, I, I got you, bro. Mm-hmm. And so he just kept feeding me 
Caesars that were like super, super stiff, which like perked up my mood. And uh, and I got through brunch and I had a wonderful time at brunch. But it turns out I was just putting the hangover on a credit card. And so I went home and slept for a few hours. And then I woke up like in the late afternoon extremely hungover and that because i had slept in like these staggered intervals that just carried forward through like i couldn't quite sleep and i just carried forward through into the next morning as well and it was and then i had to go to school I yeah think. see if you're the doing question hair is... of the dog the way to use hair of the dog to not die is you gotta put it you put it on the credit card but then you have to use it to make wise investments like you gotta get some <laughs> right. food in you you gotta you yeah. basically right, gotta right, get yeah. enough alcohol in so your body's like okay i'm not actively dying and then you're like all right sucker now we're doing like damage control you gotta get yeah. you got a hydro load you need a carb you gotta you yeah. gotta do your prayers Stu, can you start a second podcast where you just give people yes. advice on on how to like make up for their previous <laughs> bad decisions you know so that uh korean dad was popular on tiktok he's like hi i'm your korean dad which is like a little bit he doesn't i was thinking like mm-hmm. oh i would do a really good dirtbag uncle i think oh just yeah just giving advice to people dirtbag like, uncle yeah. here yeah hey it's your dirtbag uncle the question is do like would you recommend holding a press conference yes or no oh is that no. is that you yeah good job bud <laughs> no no that was day 10 he calls a fucking press conference and then pushes the guy out of the house and then and then doesn't let the one guy who shows up in yeah uh yeah i mean i can i mean i know always like you know that the person who comes and delivers the pizza is always an angel with long eyelashes this is oh i do love that and all he wants is paper I like that he forgets the concept of currency. Yes. Or okay, when have Uh, any of you ever been like so pissed drunk that you wake up to find like a surprise person on your couch? Yeah. I I I love that line in the in this in the monologue. It was like a strange man is in my apartment. (laughs) I have been the strange man. I have never had a strange man because I am I'm very protective of my space. Fair, fair. I've also been the strange man we have that in common we got some similar energies you and i <laughs> it's true um trevor yeah, i don't I think i've hear... ever had a strange man i've been the strange man yeah trevor i want to hear more about your debauchery Aww. i feel like Aww. now that you have a child you need to impart some of these these stories have you ever had one of those nights where like you think back on things and you're like i must have imagined that but then you realize <laughs> yes. that they happened like i remember once being very drunk on a bus and then a guy started a fight with me and Mm. he was just some young kind of skinny blonde kid started hitting me in the back of my head and then i got into Uh, a fight with him and we both got thrown off the bus and then we both went our separate way and i walked like 45 minutes to get home and then I thought about it. And I was like, Gosh. I must have imagined that. But I had like bruises from getting in a fight with him. Oh my god! So it's always the fucking bean poles who start shit out of nowhere. And I, I have no yeah. idea. And like, I was trying to think, like, was he just someone that I knew that I, I couldn't recognize? But maybe I knew him in like grade six, and then he saw me and just wanted to mm. show me what was for. I, I have no idea why he started a fight with me. And we both got, th- hmm. we both got thrown off the bus. Well, I mean, there's a zero tolerance. There's a zero tolerance policy for buses. That's transit. did he get an instigator penalty though? At least, <laughs> like, did he get thrown off like the stop before the, you or? 
this was like <laughs> one of those 1 a.m. buses where it's just like get off kind of thing. Yeah, Not, yeah. yeah, there's there's no like real enforcement. If the cop sketch tossed it, taught us anything, seriously. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is kind of one of those things where it's like, well, did he just abandon us on the roadside to murder each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I, that's bus justice, baby. I love that you have like a lot of details, but not enough to make it a coherent story. You're like, I got off, I got thrown off the bus somewhere, and then I walked home, presumably. <laughs> well, I got home eventually. Oh, I I heard a story from my boss last night that was Tell extremely dirtbaggy. He was at a party at a bar in Vancouver. I can't remember where it was, but it was like. His coat got stolen, and his coat had, like, his phone and his keys in it. So he had walked home, Ooh. and he's like, I don't have my fucking keys. Oh, no. And it was like, it's like, well, I still have my wallet. So we walked back to the party and drank, and then, like, hooked up with a girl so he would have a place to sleep. Oh, <laughs> yep, bad. yep, sure. And I sure. was like, oh, buddy. And he was like, well, you know, I've worked my whole, like, I've always been working since I was 18. Like, you, you got to go hard when you go. And I'm like, you used a woman for lodging. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not great. I liked it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> All right. So it reminds me though. <laughs> uh, well, just in the in the actual Hangover uh, sketch though, I, like he talks about uh, checking his answering machine and discovering things on his answering <laughs> machine, and it 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 reminded me also. I mean. In that case, he's checking his answering machine and getting messages from the outside world. But have, en- have any of you ever made any really good drunk dials? Oh, yeah. I and by really good, I mean awful. Don't want to talk about Nope, we're not that. going there? Okay. All right, fair enough. Have I ever done a Well, hey, for your for your dirtbag uncle uh, TikTok channel there, Stu, yeah. I have a great piece of advice, which okay. is I have a designated drunk dial. Uh, so my, my buddy, James, you have a script. No, no, I have, uh, my buddy James is my, is my designated drunk dial. So anytime I'm thinking about drunk dialing somebody, <laughs> um, he and I have volunteered for each other to be the drunk dial instead. You right? know, so we don't make any silly drunk dials. And instead it's just like you drunk dial your buddy. And then he's like pumped to hear from you. Cause like drunk dials are kind of funny when you're a oh, yeah. person and you just like have this drunk guy be like, I want to call this person, but I don't know. And then, but you're great. And you're like, yeah, that's I mean, right. But you're great. Uh, yeah, I love you. I think there's some wisdom to that for sure. That you have like, you know, a, sa- a, a safety valve, a release valve yeah. for that. Yeah. But I'm also like, I wonder if it's also a, a little concerning because in having a designated drunk dialer your drunk brain is like dunk, drunk dialing is okay like it, op- no, it opens I mean, the door me, you know? i've never since we've had the designated uh uh drunk dialer uh i don't think either of us has ever made an inadvised drunk dial like i just okay. we just call each other and then usually we it's like late at night and the other person's like asleep and so you just leave a voicemail on their phone and then so you wake up in the morning and you're just like oh i've got a i've got a voicemail from james at like three in the morning Wonder this is gonna be fun be. and then yeah. you listen and then you wake up and you have this like wonderful little like <laughs> drunk voicemail to listen to it's fun fair enough yeah no it's been it's been nothing but it's been 100 percent effective uh since we implemented it that's great that's good odds right there Mm-hmm. yep 100 percent of the time it works 100 percent of the time <laughs> All right, well, let's finish off with standout sketch. Give us a rating out of five, short and sweet, or not, whatever. Trevor. Uh, you know, I, I got to give it to, to Lucky Lobster, because on our second watching wow. of this, oh, okay. I'd completely forgotten about Lucky Lobster, and I don't know, it was really funny to me. <laughs> like the point. And it's obviously a reference to the Greek tradition of meeting your fate on the road but, you took to the, avoid the, it. The, the point where he takes the lobster out, and we were uh, debating yes. whether it was a real lobster or not, even, and he licks it, 
and then they're fighting over the lobster and he gets he gets the job in the end because the other guy licks his lucky lobster because it's his lucky lobster oh it's very good it is very good i'm very surprised that's your favorite one but well i don't know the other ones are okay i i also enjoyed the wild man and i'd forgotten aspects of it in our second viewing i didn't remember the like flashback to the like hockey goalie part but i don't know like in terms of Mm. laughs per second i i think it's you know a good laugh per two (laughs) seconds or three seconds for the lobster one yeah yeah fair enough fair enough um hans um i mean i don't know i think i gotta give it to i wanted to maybe show some love to wild man or something like that but i i gotta give it to serpico i loved serpico and we've talked about it at length but there's one other bit that we haven't mentioned that i love so much which is when he says uh you want to bribe me and mark says bribe you bribe me for what he says you name it we're all corrupt just like in serpico (laughs) Um, uh, I don't know why you bothered calling. It's four o'clock. Siesta <laughs> time at the pig pen. Um, it's just every single line that comes out of Kevin's mouth in this whole sketch is gold. Um, and we, uh, you know, we sometimes bully Kevin on this show, but uh, but Kevin, you you knocked it out Big of the time. park. A home run for our little Kevin boy. What's what's your yeah. rating on that one, Hans? Oh, four four and a half. Uh, covered up crimes out of five. Wait, and Trevor, how many lobsters did you give the cold open? Uh, I'll give it four out of five lobsters. All right. Um, yeah, four very lucky lobsters. That's at market price, too. Stu, what about you? Ooh. Uh, special. Yeah, so just to be contrarian, I actually don't like Wild Man. It's probably my like least favorite sketch of this episode. I don't know why it doesn't work for me. Uh, for me, the best is a top. Even worse than the Pseudelmans? Yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I I mean like I, I like love the Scott in Wildman. We were talking about this when we were watching it. Like his facial control is so good with his eyebrows and his little squints and like confused face. Mm. Love mm. that, but just like ah, it, it doesn't do it for me. For me, it's a toss up between The Hangover and Ted's Church, The Very Bright Lights, mm. and I'm probably going to go for Ted just because I think it's a better premise. Um, again, this is the second time we watched this and recorded this, so Ted doesn't hold up it like it, it's not as good on repeat because the hangover is just kind of perennial to me it's just it's a good long monologue yeah. uh yeah. but ted hits I, I i love that it's the church of the very bright lights i just everything <laughs> about that feels very like douglas adams to me and so yeah really works for me i'm gonna give it 3.89 revelations out of five <laughs> There was, like, I don't know why I was really fixated on the fact that they were eating so much craft dinner. Like, that is a recurring meal on on this show. The the kids really want to drag craft dinner users. They're like, craft dinner is a loser food. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I think they, I think they, I think it's a loving homage to Canada. I always think of the uh, Bare Naked Ladies song. Of, uh... Do you think... We wouldn't have to eat craft dinner, but we would yeah. eat craft dinner. Craft dinner that but yeah, we'll just eat more, and we'll have yeah. really expensive ketchups, Dijon ketchups. Mmm, <laughs> Dijon ketchup. Fuck, I'm so Canadian. I don't. Also about the the t- Ted's Church sketch. It's just it, it was the how benign the conversation with God was. Yes. Well, it's cl- God cannot wait to get out of that conversation, <laughs> even in his retelling. Even but I Ted's love that retelling. God calls him, and uh, yeah, God that started is, it to me as. That is also a very, like, again, that's yeah. a very good Dave sketch. D- Dave is really in his element there, and he goes, and he said, Ted, and I said, yes. 
Just tell him <laughs> I say hi. How are you? Well, you know, same old, same old. How about you, God? Is oh, there anything well, you want me you know. to tell the people? And he said, tell them I say hey. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny. So for, for my best sketch, like I realize I'm looking at, at a top three, all of which I think you guys have pointed out are our kids in their best element. We've got we've got Dave in the Ted's Church of the Very Bright Lights. We've got Kevin in Cops. And then we've got Bruce in The Hangover. And it's honestly very difficult. But, you know, I'm going to give it to my boy Kev. Yeah. So I'm going to give that four and a half at escalations out of five. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our episode 12 review. Join us next week for episode 13, another re-record. Get very excited, which will yeah. be hosted by Stu. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Woo. Twitter. 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 At Kith and Tell Pod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch. Enjoy Hans's gifts. Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.